Hello, this is Emmanuel Ogbonaya. Today we begin the series of teachings on eternal judgment. It's the last foundation topic of the Christian faith mentioned by the writer of the book of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 2. Before we delve fully into eternal judgment, I want to say a few helpful things about the resurrection of the dead. You see, in the early church, the believers longed for Christ's return. They thought the rapture was going to happen in their days. As you look through history and through the scriptures, you realize that the teachings the believers in the first century church received made them understand that the Lord of great benefits and rewards will be theirs at the return of our Lord Jesus. These teachings strengthened their hope, and this hope they had in them greatly affected and influenced the quality of the lives that they lived. There was an anticipation they carried. By the way, let me chip this in. When you find believers who continuously live in a disreputable manner and in ways that bring shame to the very name of Christ, most of the time it's because those believers do not have the hope of the Lord's return fresh in their minds. So how do we help them? One of the major ways we help them is by teaching them about our hope in Christ at his appearing. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 3 tells us that the presence of this hope on the inside of us helps to regulate the way we live our lives. You know, this is what was happening to the believers of the first century church. As you look through scriptures, you find that they spoke often of the Lord's return and they looked forward to it with excitement. In fact, Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. He says, henceforth there is laid for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but also to all those that love his appearing. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. He spoke about loving his appearing. That closing statement of that verse right there is what I'm emphasizing. In the first century church, they were taught to love his appearing. Today, you find believers who are scared of the appearing of Jesus. Somehow, the enemy has made the teaching of the return of Jesus look like a scary thing. So you find believers who are not anticipating the Lord's return, rather they are scared of his appearing. And it's an error to be scared of the appearing of the Lord Jesus when you believe in Jesus. Look, it shows that something is wrong somewhere with your understanding of God's word. Have you ever seen a bride just about to be married who is waiting for her bridegroom to come pick her up and yet she's not excited about his coming? Have you ever seen such a thing? No, the reverse is actually the case. The bride is excited. She's anticipating the arrival of the bridegroom because she's about to step into his arms forever and be his completely. Look, we are the bride and Jesus Christ, our Lord, is our bridegroom. That's what the scripture tells us. When he comes, that's when the real marriage celebration is going to begin. Look, child of God, everything about the return of our Lord Jesus is for our good. If we properly understand what lies ahead for us at his coming, we will be excited about the return of Jesus, not scared. Even the Bible shows us that the Lord himself that day will descend from heaven with a shout. Think about it. So his return is something heaven will be shouting about at the time he's about to show up here. 
It says the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout. We for whom he is coming ought to be just as excited about his appearing, if not more. That day he shows up is our day. When he shows up, we too will show up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now to eternal judgment. We see in scriptures out of Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 that every man has a schedule. The Bible says it's appointed for man once to die and after that the judgment. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. So if you're listening to this, I'd like to inform you or remind you that there is going to be a judgment. And it's closer now than it was a century ago. You know, the Bible calls it eternal judgment in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 2. And it is so named because the rulings or sentences that shall be passed at that judgment will be binding forever and ever and ever. The decrees, the conclusions from that judgment will have everlasting implications. That's why it's called eternal judgment. You know, we have two types of judgment. One is going to be for believers and the other is going to be for unbelievers. The Bible shows us that all Christians who believe in Jesus at his coming will experience a judgment of reward. <laughs> We're going to have a judgment where we'll be rewarded. God willing, we will pick it up from here in our next conversation. <laughs>